Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the 1st of May. And if you're looking for some semblance of positivity, if you are looking for some semblance of good news, I I can tell you this. Maybe it's getting used to our new reality. Maybe it's like... um, Past the fact, knowing the NCAA tournament's canceled and all that good stuff. Well, miserable stuff, really. That's the way to look at it. But I will say that the month of April for me went a heck of a lot quicker than the month of March. I felt like the month of March each day took on like its own 48, 72 hours and 24 hours, if that makes sense. This month at least was... A little quicker, because it's pretty amazing to be flipping my calendar, which I will do as soon as I sign off the air with you guys, and see the month of May, and you hope that leads us one step closer to the light at the end of the tunnel, and I think in the days and the weeks ahead, we certainly should have more answers from all of these professional leagues that are kind of trying to figure it out trying to plan what their best course of action is going to be. I would get the sense that May is when you're going to hear something from Adam Silver over at the NBA. Baseball is giving you all of these different reports. You figure sooner or later, baseball is going to give you a report that is substantial, one that is accurate, and what they're going to do in order to try to follow up as far as those guidelines and follow up as far as everything goes. And any NHL you figure would follow suit with the NBA, considering many of these teams at a time were sharing the arenas. Although I think it's far more likely you see the NBA and the NHL in the remote satellite type deal. But these are questions we're going to have answered weeks ahead. Right now, I'm basically spitfiring. I'm spitballing. I'm guessing. You're guessing. We're all guessing. Because... We don't really have that concrete evidence of this is when it's going to be. This is how it's going to take shape. This is what it's going to look like. We still don't have that. So we can read about it. 
like I did with Woj in the NBA a few minutes ago. But even a guy as well-connected as Woj, let's be honest, he's basically trying to put the puzzle pieces together. And the puzzle that he's trying to put together is basically as uh, empty as the one I have sitting in my table right now to my right. I finished off the first 550-piece Peanuts puzzle. I got about like 20 out of 550 put together. So we got a little bit of a project to do over the course of this weekend. Now, when we get to our trip down memory lane, I have to admit, our trip down memory lane for Friday's show is kind of inspired by what I saw the other night when not only on ESPN, when they're showing a bunch of their old games, I stumbled upon this, but... The Instagram page, I don't know if it's ESPN or if it's uh, the NBA, whatever the case may be. They were showing highlights from the 2004 Detroit Pistons. And the 2004 Detroit Pistons, in my opinion, it is one of the great upsets in the history of the NBA Finals. From a Vegas odds perspective, that would also tell you it's one of the great upsets in NBA Finals history, the Pistons, with their core guys, with Billups, with Rip Hamilton, and Tayshaun Prince, and the Wallace boys, a good, sound, tough, well-rounded team, but a team that was a massive underdog against the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. Now, you find out, and you knew it basically going into that entire year, the Lakers were on their last legs with Shaq and Kobe playing together. That Shaq couldn't stand the side of Kobe, and Kobe couldn't stand the side of Shaq, and there was going to be a divorce at the end of the year. And they had this bizarre dream team put together because it's Shaq and Kobe. They hate each other's guts. And then you had Carl Malone and Gary Payton on the Lakers, a team that when those moves kind of all came to fruition, everybody basically assumed the Lakers were a shoo-in, they were a lock, they were guaranteed to win an NBA title. And it didn't happen. They ended up beating San Antonio, but they were not ready for the team basketball and the tough-minded basketball that they were going to get out of Detroit. So it was a championship that I actually enjoyed because I couldn't stand those Laker teams. I loved rooting against Shaq and Kobe. They were too damn good. But that Pistons team kind of inspired where I'm going to go to start off this show. Because I think in many ways, and I'm not trying to minimize their accomplishment. I'm not trying to, you know, throw some cold water on it in any way. They're the champs. They had a great run. They deserve to be applauded and praised. But I think they go down in many ways as one of the more obscure champions that we've seen in our years of watching sports. And normally... To be one of these teams, you're not a dynasty. You can find a way to go worst to first. Maybe you fizzle out and you don't do it the next year, the following year. That's basically the criteria I'm going to look at in trying to dig up, man, I can't believe that team won a championship. How in the world did that team win a championship? Like, when you're saying those sort of things, and then there's no staying power after the fact, Like, for example, the Patriots in 2001. At the time, very much an obscure champion, sure. Tom Brady, 
rags to riches type story, taking a place to Drew Bledsoe, going on the road in Pittsburgh and winning, and then winning as a 14-point underdog against the St. Louis Rams. Yeah, of course. That was a Cinderella story. But as it turns out, the New England Patriots were only just beginning their greatness. They were only just beginning their dynasty. Same could be said for the Yankees in 1996. The Yankees in 96, yeah. They had a very unpopular 95 and a 96 offseason. Torrey for Showalter. Tino for Donnie Baseball. Losing Mike Stanley. Losing Randy Velarde. A lot of Yankee fans were upset. As it turns out, all those moves that ended up being made were brilliant strokes to genius. But I don't like the Yankees as an example here in 96 because guess what? They went on to win four titles in five years. So, in many ways, they were only just beginning. What I'm looking for here is the team that you never may have envisioned winning a championship. They probably didn't do much after the fact as far as winning more. And it's something now that you think of and you say, wow, that team won a championship. That's crazy to think about. That's hard to believe. The Detroit Pistons in 2004, for me, against that Laker group, are still one of those teams. But they're not alone. I'll give you another, for example. The 2013 Boston Red Sox, which to me in many ways is even more inexplicable than the Pistons, who were kind of building towards a championship, and had pieces in place, and got Larry Brown as a Hall of Fame coach to push them over the top. Boston, remember, yes, won in 2004. Yes, they won in 2007. But they were on the decline, really from 2009 on. Lost in the division series, missed the playoffs in 10, and then 2011, remember, the Red Sox went out and made the move for Adrian Gonzalez in a trade. They go and get Carl Crawford and give him a big money contract. And the Red Sox had crazy high expectations going into that season. Did not win the division. Crawford ended up being a total flop. And that was the infamous beer and fried chicken Red Sox team that choked up a massive lead in the wild card and got stunned in the final game of the year against the Baltimore Orioles. So after that happened, the Red Sox kind of overreacted. They fired Tito Francona and brought in one of our favorites, Bobby Valentine. And listen, you won't find me saying a bad word about Bobby as a person and Bobby running the Mets. Bobby did a fabulous job as Met manager. We have to call it like it is. Bobby did a miserable job in Boston. Every which way. People thought him going up there would be the perfect opposite to what Tito Francona brought to the Sox for all those years. It was nothing short but a nightmare. I mean, Bobby V basically alienated every single player on that team. Dustin Pedroia couldn't stand him. Kevin Euclid couldn't stand him. Big Poppy couldn't stand him. You find me the guy on the Red Sox that wanted to play for Bobby Valentine. They quit on that guy midway through the year and he got fired after one season. It was that bad. 
It was an out-and-out embarrassment for the Red Sox, where it looked like they had almost bottomed out as a franchise. But 2013 rolled along. And what the Red Sox were able to do that year, really right before, and it was brilliant, they called the Dodgers. They said, look, you're going to get a really good player in Adrian Gonzalez. Guy's still in the prime of his career. Guy's going to hit you 290 and 25 to 30 home runs and driving 100 and field high-quality defense over a first base. You're going to like him. But what you're going to do in order to take Adrian Gonzalez, you're going to have to take on two god-awful, immovable contracts. Josh Beckett, who was done at this stage in his career, and Carl Crawford. You're going to take those contracts on, and it's going to allow the franchise to kind of spread its wings again. And the Red Sox made that move at the end of 2012, and it kind of was their springboard in 2013. And look, 2013, it was such a weird year. Remember, they obviously rallied around the horrific events of the Boston Marathon bombings, but they go and hire John Farrell. He's not a great manager by any means, but the players knew him well. He was Tito's pitching coach, and guess what? He wasn't Bobby Valentine. So that was a win. Then they go and get Shane Victorino, glue guy, tough guy, clutch. They get Mike Napoli, same sort of deal. And they see the resurgence of players who, in many ways, look totally done the last year or two. John Lackey, for example, who was one of the ringleaders of beer and fried chicken, he looked done. 2013, boom, found it. That was kind of a story for everybody up and down that Boston Red Sox team. There was like this sense of magic, everything rounding into form, everything rounding into place. All year I said, how is this team winning games? They're not that good. But yet they kept winning. And they kept answering the bell. And I remember they came into Yankee Stadium first to second week of September in 2013. And the Yankees had big leads, I want to say, Thursday and Friday. Came back and won both of those games. That's when you're like, wow, they got something special cooking. And they ended up beating the Yankees like seven out of eight times that month of September. Basically ended any chances they had to make in the postseason. And then the Red Sox carried that magic into October. Beating Tampa Bay. Taking down the Tigers, who I thought were the better team. And they had the likes of Verlander and Scherzer atop their rotation. And they were down four runs, I remember, in the second game, 2013. Big Poppy had a, either a grand slam or a throw home and a tie it off Joaquin Benoit. They went on and won that series, and then they beat the Cardinals. The reason I throw this Red Sox team in there is because, folks, look at 2012 the aftermath of 2011, and what happened to Boston after 2013. 14 and 15, they were a god-awful baseball team. So basically, you lumped four out of five bad seasons from a Boston standpoint. But the one with a couple of free agents who ended up finding the fountain of youth, a couple of resurgent stories from guys on your roster, ended up being, to me, one of the more obscure championships that I can ever remember. It probably tops the list for me. 
I don't think there's anything more obscure than the Red Sox going from a collapse, a losing year where you lose in 90 games, and then having another 90-loss season basically in 2014 and a bad team in 15. And yet, right in the middle, hey, World Series championship. A lot of franchises would kill or have that sort of for, uh, fortune, you know? That they, even in years of misfortune, if, you know, one out of every five years, you're going to give me a title? Take it. Now, I don't put the team two years ago in that sentence because you know what? They were building towards something. This, to me, was not a team going into 2013 that was building something. Kind of came out of nowhere. Didn't do it again. And the end result was a World Series championship. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.